Okay, kids, let's go. Thanks, C3 penis face and R2 dickhead. Hello there. Looking? Found someone you have, I would say. <laughs> May the force be with us. Fucking A. Good day, Galaxy Rogue Squadron Podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in. Extra special episode here. I am Mopar. I am Commander Cody. What we're going to be doing today is we're going to be going through episode, or I'm sorry, season eight of Game of Thrones here. Um, AKA the most disappointing in any to any show of all time. Whoa, shots fired. I'm just kidding. I'm half kidding. Are you? <laughs> I'm half joking. I'm just parodying what I heard on the internet. Yeah, I mean, that's where I've, I just, before we started recording, I found my uh, opinion on the internet. So I'm going to be arguing <laughs> that. Um, but so what I've done is I kind of just went through and found, uh, let's call it two, it looks like. Two different, like, overall reviews. One of them's through the New York Times. One of them's, I think, actually HBO. Um, kind of just recapping each episode because we've only got uh, six. We only hit six yeah, episodes quick. in season eight. Um, what are you doing right now before we jump into Thrones? What's that? You sitting at the Hilton? I'm uh, Holiday Inn Express in Mount Pleasant. Pencil Dicks. Mount Pleasant. What side of PA is that on? Um, it's just east of Washington. So it's, a, it's only like a three and a half hour drive from Columbus. Um, I drove through Washington on the way back from D.C. Yeah. So if you're taking 76, it's like the very end of 76 in PA uh, where you would get off onto 70. The show. So it's there's nothing really that special out here. Washington's a decent... Uh, size city a lot of people that live there which if you're not familiar with washington is kind of south of pittsburgh um about 45 minutes south of pittsburgh so that gives you kind of a general idea um yeah so i'm sitting here in the hotel room is i kind of barricaded the door (laughs) with a bunch of pillows (laughs) because some of the times sometimes the bottoms of the doors like are not even close to the floor and i didn't want to be yelling in through the hallway so I did. Well, I was uh, going to say more so children run down the hallway and are fucking ridiculous. And you can hear that through the to the room. Yeah, true. So I, I have uh, two queen beds in here. So I barricaded it with uh, pillows from the other queen bed. So sound, uh, sound dampening pillows. I thought you were going to say you were at the mattress off the queen bed and throw it <laughs> against the door. Actually, you know what? I got three beds in this hotel room. So I just used two of them. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and you're still in Cebus? Yeah, it's actually gorgeous today. Yeah. Um, I've been trying to spend as much time outside as possible. So I was working on our patio and took a few calls by the pool. And now I'm outside at Land Grant recording with you. Noise. Yeah, it was a very, very pretty day. The winter is not here. Um, It has come and gone. Thank God. So, all right. There have been largely negative feedback from uh, season eight. Um, I'd I'm not, say I've seen like 50-50. Really? 
Well, I'd say, I guess, if you if you take it from a measured stance, like between our friends group and our Patreon chat, I feel like it's about 50-50. You know, I, I mean, personally, I feel, like, torn. Like, I, I do completely yeah. think it could have been better. But, you I know, agree. there's... How many seasons have we had? How many episodes have we had? We've, we've been drawing up... Like, I, I feel like season seven was not any better than season eight. Like, season seven, there was, like, they... they forced a bunch of um, characters to come together like too early or something. I, I don't know. Because season seven was also only six episodes, right? It was... Or no, it was, I want to say seven. Okay. Or maybe eight. I can't remember. But I... Uh, yeah, I would say the tone of the show overall shifted once we got to season seven. I think it was so noticeable there. And then we were all kind of hoping season eight because it's a big finale that it was going to kind of turn itself around and make season seven digestible but that didn't exactly happen yeah i mean I, i'll kind of agree with that because season seven i feel like that 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 entire season would be the lost one for me like at least in season eight like things come to a close it, it, poorly or whatever you, you you feel i feel like season seven is like a weird transition that not a lot happens um, mm -hmm. people just start coming together. There's a lot of like traveling. Like everybody ends up in Winterfell. They had oh, they had to go talk to uh, Cersei in that like broken down stadium, right? But well, I was the like, pacing changes. You know, I feel like one thing that they, I think. All right, I'm, what I'm about to say, <laughs> even though I just started 14 different <laughs> this, sentences. What, what classic I'm, commander? Classic commander. Cut myself off at every turn. Uh, what I would say is that Game of Thrones really spent a lot of time six seasons of time with slow pacing because as many action scenes as there are and like crazy twists and turns, it's all about the characters and the story. So when you have slower pacing and you get to see two episodes worth of Arya and the Hound riding up north, that gives a lot of time for them to, you know, exposize, is that the word? Exposition of their character developments. And I feel like as soon as we hit the ground with season seven, episode one, that didn't happen. And we were going like from opposite ends of the continent within like one scene. And we just, I feel like we lost that slow pacing and that's a big issue for me with season seven and eight. Yeah. I'm kind of going back through trying to look at the episode, at least titles in season seven. And like, I almost don't even remember, like I guess Danny's fleet was coming in and they decided to actually defend the North instead of attacking King's landing. Like, was that it? Like, yeah, because that, that's when, um, uh, wow, uh, Jon Snow left Winterfell to go try to bring Danny, right? Or was that season six? <laughs> no, he, yeah, that was season seven. Okay, yeah, so she, he went down she south or wherever he, she was. the end of season six. What's that? So she, she departs at the end of season six. So we start seven with her landing on Dragonstone. They do all that. And then John comes to Dragonstone to meet with her. Yeah, and then I'm trying to think because they they go north of the wall again, don't they? Because Danny has to yep. save them. Well, because John's you know trying to do his thing, like, hey, we're all going to get fucked up by zombies, so stop fighting each other and let's pay attention to this. And then they do the whole um, expedition north of the wall. Why? Why to do bring they a zombie back to Cersei? To be like, stop being a bitch. We need to figure this shit out. So that was the only reason was to bring a walker back? or uh... 
Yeah, I think it was to prove like this is real. We're not making stuff up. Okay. Yeah, I feel like that that whole season, season seven, was kind of drawn out. Not a lot yeah, happened. Um, yeah. and season eight was not that not much better. Um, I guess the whole storyline, like the deepened storyline, was um, John Snow's past and his lineage, which we mm-hmm. see very in the very first. Uh, episode i believe in season eight um it comes to john by his buddy what i forget his name samwise or whatever shit. yeah um yeah so they tell john season or episode one and then he tells danny after that yeah i think he waits till season or i'm sorry episode two because that was the last thing in episode one was he learned who he was yeah. Um, also, he went for a dragon ride in episode one, which was like <laughs> kind of like fun, but I don't know. <laughs> it was it's awkward. Like, and totally I, like and they, magic it's carpet almost ride. Like, what's that? It was like a magic carpet ride. It kind of sure. was like a whole new world with uh, yeah. Jon Snow. Yeah, I don't. <sighs> Jesus. I, I feel like, like every... we want to. I feel like you're trying to defend this, but it's every sentence is just like a. Uh, yeah, I mean that's kind of the gist of it. Um, it's kind of like defending episode three in Star Wars, where it's the plot. You got to get past all the bad lines and all the bad scenes and all the bad characters and all the bad everything. <laughs> the bad movie. You got to watch the plot. But um, uh, I, I mean, they didn't even go out with a bang. I mean, like the big battle. What everything's been building up to, uh, episode three, the long night. It happened in one episode, and <laughs> the Night King was killed, like all, like in an hour yeah. and a half. Yeah, yeah. And I remember after that happened, a lot of people were very angry. Um, and I was at that point still trying to really defend the show heavily. So my whole standpoint was, okay, you have three episodes to complete this thing now that the battle's over, and maybe we're going to be shown that. The White Walkers were obviously like a threat, but they're not the real threat. It's humans and human interaction and how shitty humans can be to each other. But then I didn't, I felt like four, five, and six did not redeem it for me that way. So I was trying to hold out hope for so long. But yeah, I mean, it just kind of felt like this giant threat that was teased at the very, very prelude of episode one, season one, just kind of ended with a stab in the stomach. Yeah, I, I was hoping like something along the lines of like episode three through six would have been a long, crazy battle. People people started getting killed off. Um, and then, with, I mean, they could have went out with like a half bang with kind of a half hook where they do get past the Night King. They finally take him down. And then like even in conversation, they kind of turn to each other and like, we still we still have to take Cersei. Like, uh, yeah. what, what the fuck are we going to do? And then it could have even ended that way with them marching towards King's Land. Like, there's constant struggle no matter what is happening. That's kind of the idea. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think my... I think if they had just done 10 episodes... Yes. It would have been different. Absolutely. If they had done 10 episodes for season 7 and 8, we would have... Sorry, we would have had plenty of time to ex- um, to work through all those things. And it wouldn't it wouldn't feel rushed. Yeah, and there wasn't any really good nude scenes either. So it's like, what the fuck am I watching this shit for? I have a, a running joke with Mrs. Commander that 
at the beginning of the episode where it says HBO and then it's like rated TVMA for these 14 things. Every time it says nudity, I'm like, oh, great. Nudity's in this episode. Oh, shit. It's going to be awesome. Might see a tent. This is awesome. I know whatever doesn't show up. I'm just like, damn it, it's just action. <laughs> it's just action. <laughs> damn it, it's just a good show. Fuck. Oh, man. Except um, that it's not. Whatever happened to... Um, Game of Thrones? Yeah, like the, as a whole. Whatever happened to it. <laughs> um, the Iron Island chick, the sister of Theon. Uh, there's a throwaway line. Theon mentions when he gets back to Winterfell that she went back to def- uh, just to take back the Iron Islands now that Euron was left and banging Cersei. And just in case they needed a, a fallback point because the walkers can't swim. They can walk. They that's, can't swim. that's seriously how they got rid of the Iron Islands and the fleet. They didn't get rid of them. I mean, the fleet was already stolen. Euron took everybody, basically. Oh, yeah. And then and they were supporting kind of half of them. Yeah. But Yara went back and reclaimed the islands themselves. And then she's there in that end scene where they King Bran. <laughs> how did you feel Crown about Bran, that? I should say. Um, It was random. I feel like it was honestly random. Absolutely random. I mean, I get it. I don't. The, the I'm not going to even try to fucking defend that. That was so fucking random. No, I totally get it. Like, I could totally picture Martin finishing books six and seven, and at the end of it, Bran is the king. I could picture that for sure. But they did not do the usual Game of Thrones exposition, and there wasn't 100,000 levels of detail, and we weren't following Bran through this entire struggle. We were following John. Mm-hmm. So it just didn't feel earned or like it made sense. Yeah, I mean, I mean was that the point? Or were they trying to like, oh, John's got all this family backstory. He's the bastard. He's the king. He's the guy who died and came back. But fuck him. Look at his crippled brother. Like, is that was that I, that I don't get that, you know, like. From a storytelling perspective, I get how they could possibly tie Bran into being worthy, but they just took the whole show making John be the main character. Is John and Danny? It's a song of ice and fire. It's Stark and Targaryen, mm-hmm. or in John's case, he's both. Like obviously, it's supposed to be him. What? Why did they change it? Yeah, I honestly was hoping that Sansa would have taken over because she like is familiar with uh, King's that Landing. Dope too. And, yeah, and but her, like, secession as making the North its own territory was very cool, too. Yeah, I mean, I thought it made sense until winter comes again and they're off on their own. And no, none of the other fuckers are going to help them because they're <laughs> they're seceded. <laughs> I guess at that point you could say, though, winter's never going to be quite as terrible as they have been because the Night King's dead. Is that true? Is there more than one Night King? Is, it, is it, Are the Night Kings, are there Night Queens? Like, what the fuck happened? <laughs> What about night princes and night dukes? And night jesters? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Night dukes. Uh, (laughs) Night dukes. Night Earl. Earl of Midnight. You know, I'm looking at a uh, worldview of uh, Westeros and Essos. Um, I did not realize the Iron Islands are almost the most Western thing. Yeah. I I thought the Iron Islands were between the two continents. Oh, no. It's all the way on the edge. Oh, my God. Also, Essos is massive. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so the whole thing is set up 
where it's supposed to be Westeros is like the UK. So you have England, basically. Mm-hmm. And then Essos is supposed to be, I don't know, what would you say? Like Mediterranean and Middle Eastern area? Uh, Yeah, I mean, it's desert. Yeah, so yeah, Middle it's Eastern maybe. Kind of mirror that. See, yeah. I didn't realize how far east Danny went. I'm looking at Karth. Karth and, is all the way the fuck. Yeah, out there. Karth is all the fucking way over there. <laughs> like I how, can't remember the I can't remember the website. I think it's um archmaster.com or .org or something, but there's a site where you can look per character and it will show you their location on the map through each episode of the show and also through each chapter of the book. So you can go back and forth, but you can say like, okay, let's look at Bran. And then you can start at episode one and see where he starts in Winterfell and then follow him through the entire season. It's fucking crazy. Interesting. But that will show you like, yeah, just how far Danny traveled, especially because like they kind of brush over that, like that beginning of season two, she gets to Karth like fairly quickly, but that's like down the other side of the freaking continent. That's yeah. Like traveling from the wall to Highgarden, like all the way south. Yeah, exactly. See, I, I, I've never really looked at this. So King's Landing is, yeah, kind of mid, mid-south. But then you, yeah. and then Casterly Rock is where the Lannisters are from, right? Yes. Casterly Rock. Yes. Okay. Dick Dasterly Rock. Dick, yes. <laughs> Muttley Lannister. Um, <clears throat> okay. Narrow Sea. Because I, I recently actually rewatched it, the first episode of the show um, just to kind of be like, what the fuck? And they were talking about the uh, Daener- or the Targaryen girl. Um, the whore. The whore. Yeah, and he wanted to... Robert is so crazy. Robert wanted to kill her. And uh, right. Eddard was actually the one that said, no, we can't. She's just a girl. I'm like, yeah. you could you could have solved a lot of issues. Also, we probably all would have died because the White Walkers would have probably came and just eaten us. So, Yeah, they wouldn't have been able to stop them. Yeah. Uh, Although John could have planned some like epic evacuation scenario where everybody just got on boats or got off the mainland and just was away from them. They could have just all went to Essos. And then just shot fire arrows at them for like a couple months. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a good uh, military strategist. Just I'll shot say. arrows in the, into the water for a couple months and then just chuck fireballs at them. Chuck fireballs. <laughs> oh my god! Um, all right, let's let's right. start walking through back through here. So we're. Do you, do you have any? Before we move forward about complaints, do you have any positive? And I'm sure you do. Any positive things to say about season eight? Um, I guess the 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 one thing that comes to mind is is still like the character development and people coming around. I love how uh, Sansa is like hard-headed now and she's actually a leader and making good decisions and she's badass um as well as uh, Arya uh yeah kind of you know it was that was Arya's whole storyline was so weird and kind of off the beaten path but it was cool to see her kind of come back into the fold and actually use what she learned and I, I mean I'm not mad that she was the one to kill the Night King it was just kind of they should have drawn that out or shown more about the Night King or, you know, she could have still killed him, but maybe two episodes later, you know? Well, I guess the th- thing I'm most confused about is that she went through all that training and then 
at the end of it, she's just a good swordsman. Like, yeah. she stopped using her faces. She stopped doing anything other than, like, being really good at fighting. Well, is there, like, a something that we're missing there? Like, she learned it, it's it's better just to be Arya Stark, because that's why she left. She's, you know, when she left the two-faced man. Um, well, I think she got halfway there when she left the House of Black and White, and then she finished it off in the second-to-last episode when the Hound was, like, if you follow me, you're just going to be consumed and then you're going to die. So that's when she like fully realized that she needs to go back and be a Stark, which I'm cool with that. I like that. A lot of people complain. They're like, oh, the Hound just said, go away. And then she changed her mind and left after all this buildup of her wanting to kill Cersei. Yeah, I mean, it was a realization like, is it worth just me dying and then not doing anything? Like, yeah. I, I, she wouldn't have killed Cersei. So, I mean, she made the right choice. Yeah. Um, but obviously that's built in. She's not going to die. <laughs> I don't know. But and also from a Game of Thrones thing, like we're, it would have been great if we had the extra time to have more conversations with those two people riding down towards King Landing. King's Landing. Yeah, I don't, I don't think like they that needed... would have made his line make more sense. Yeah, it's... You know what it seemed like is every season felt like they picked... A couple relationships that they focused on, like there was there was that season where it was um, uh, Jamie and uh, Brienne, Brienne, and it, it was just sort of like two or three episodes straight. It was them battling back and forth, or yelling at each other, or traveling together. Uh, yeah, you're right. Like season seven and eight, it was just kind of like Danny and John, but not really. It was it was so. I guess the storyline wasn't as deep. Because they had to bring so many people together that it was just like quick conversations and that was it. Like one of the one of the more uh, intriguing um, scenes of season eight was when uh, Tyrion was talking to Bran at during at the fireplace. That was actually one of my favorite episodes of the whole season. And I was like, wait, what did they talk about? What is going to come? Like, did he know that Bran was going to become king? Did, did Bran tell him? Like, I wanted to know, but they, they didn't really flesh I guess, it out. Well, that's part of the issue, too. Like, is does Bran, can read, he read the future? I don't Because I was under the so. impression that the Three-Eyed Raven can see what's happening right now through warg, warging, through animals, whatever. And he can see all the history of the world from memories. But I didn't think that he could see the future. And then all of a sudden, Tyrion's like, why aren't you doing anything? And Bran's like, well, we're all doing what we're meant to do. And then all of a sudden, they crown him king. And he's like, why do you think I'm here? Like he was planning that the whole time from the... As soon as he broke his legs, he's like, I'm, I'm becoming king, bitch. <laughs> like, <laughs> what, what the hell happened? Well, like if he saw in a future that Arya was supposed to kill the Night King, that's why he gave her that dagger. And then he saw that he was supposed to become the king. That's why he didn't intervene. He just let things unfold because he knew it was going to end. Well, yeah, I guess. And he also knew he wasn't in trouble. Like he he wasn't going to be killed I, because he's seen it. I don't know. Yeah, which I don't love that. Yeah, it's just too much power into a, a single character. Like, I, I, that's why I like John's storyline throughout the whole series. Like he he fucked up a lot. And people were pissed at him. People, his own guys killed him. So yeah. it was cool to see him like be, be the bastard almost, and then at the same time be the rightful king. Um, like they they started doing things so well because 
if there's anything that we've complained about a lot on the show is disliking the obvious good guy who we see for the first time and he's obviously a good guy and he's going to be the hero and he's going to go through and win and he's not going to die. The Captain America. I feel, well, they kind of, I like Captain America by the end of Endgame. Exactly. And that's what they did with this. But even things like Luke Skywalker are in like the original trilogy. My point is, I don't like when it's so obviously clear cut and like I know who the hero is and they're not going to die and there's no issue. But with John, they really spent six seasons. He's an insignificant bastard at the beginning. You don't know he's going to be the hero. He's going to be the main character. And they literally spent 60 hours showing what he's capable of and what he deserves and how good his morals are. Like, if anyone deserves to be the main cliche hero character, it's him. And I just don't know why they didn't follow through with that. You know what would have been kind of cool is him finding out the truth about his uh, family, but not accepting it and becoming king anyways under the name Jon Snow. And he would have been the bastard king. Yeah, just to prove a point. Yeah, I mean, just to be like, you know what? I've been I've been through what I've been through. The, the, you know, I didn't know my parents, so fuck them. Like, that, I'm not going to take the throne because of that. I'm going to take the throne because I'm worthy. And I know, I, I like it that he yeah. didn't want the throne, but the fact that he had people following him and looking up to him and idolizing him, it was almost like, you kind of have to take the throne, John. I mean, you're doing good. People like you, obviously. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it, it made too much sense, and I don't know why they went away from that. I'm, I'm super curious to see how the books are going to end. Like, I'm more excited for the books now than I have been. Um, like, was that the plan all along? I have a feeling that Martin knew what the ending was for a lot of these main characters before he set out writing the books. Well, you know what he's going to do is he's going he's gonna to take what they did wrong in season eight and seven. And write a fucking good <laughs> finale. <laughs> I'm thinking, yeah. But uh, but like I also said earlier, I think that he could keep the same ending, but with enough time and enough exposition leading up to it, I would enjoy it. He yeah. could earn it. You know what I mean? I, that's, that's my main complaint with season seven and eight and just how the show ended overall is just that they, it doesn't feel like they earned it. They spent six seasons earning every single sentence and every single character and relationship and then they breeze through seven and eight so fast yeah it was rushed and i i completely agree they should have just done 10 episodes each season and just done why why did they have to change it i don't get why or what the idea was well a lot of people are saying once they got away from martin's material they were writing it themselves so it became a worse product because of that i mean maybe they didn't have the yeah, like a, like a backbone to stand on, and then they can embellish elsewhere. They actually yeah. had to create a story. <laughs> I mean, I see I see part of that, and that's where breaching into Star Wars, like people are worried about them being in control of an entire trilogy of movies. Um, like you see what they did with Game of Thrones. How are they going to write their own thing from scratch? Yeah, I don't know. I felt like uh, Star Wars was a lot more limited. In the writings. Well, I feel I feel like they're like they have they have help for the first half of the show or two thirds of the show, but then they're also handicapped because if you're adapting somebody's work the whole time and then all of a sudden you have to write 
and continue what they were doing, I feel like that's way different than being plopped down into Star Wars and writing a story from scratch with new characters from scratch. Yeah. So like, I feel like I'm not worried for them to do their trilogy of Star Wars movies. Yeah, I, I guess <clears throat> it felt like it like it was rushed. It felt like they wanted to figure out how the relationships ended, so they rushed to those finales rather than making it a good, I don't know, overall storyline. They, they, I felt like in se- seven and eight, everything was just like, oh, what if the hound comes across his brother? And oh, I'm like, yeah, but nothing happens. <laughs> Until yeah, of well, course I, they fight at the end, and I, I yeah, that was uh, legitimate in itself. No, Clegane Bowl was one of the more satisfying endings of the show. Eh, sure. The mountain, you're saying? Yeah, Clegane Bowl. Clegane Bowl. Bowl of what? Let's see here. Yup. So, how did you think the uh, actual finale was? The last episode. The last episode. Um, yeah, I was on board for the first half, and then once Tyrion showed up out of the um, out of the prison and was talking to the whole crew of lords and ladies in the dragon pits, I was like, "Where are we going with this? What's going to happen?" I'm surprised they didn't behead him already, and I was. You know, Tyrion, that's his thing. Is like he's a he's a linguist. You know, he knows how to talk to people. He knows how to get things done through speech. And I was on board with it. And then he looks at Bran. What better story than Bran the Broken? And I was like, no. No. That doesn't, that doesn't fit. That doesn't work. Dude, just he crawled around on a fucking plank of wood all day for like 14 seasons. Yeah. I just, I just... They, it was just so random, man. Yeah, I agree. And he was like, it's, it's like the whole situation was kind of weird. Like he was fighting for his own life and also trying to like not have John killed, but also trying to choose Bran as the broken king. Like <laughs> it was all over the place. It's, it, yeah. I felt like they ran out of time. Like if they had 10 episodes to hash this out and have small little conversations between like, him and, and Sansa and how she felt like if he was starting to like feel them out a little bit, maybe this yeah. would be a good king or queen. Nah, she, she just wants to live in the north and be a northerner, you know, and I think he would have been a great one to do that because um, he kind of has relationships with most of those characters. Yeah, um, and they already kind of prefaced a little bit of his relationship with Sansa when they were in the crypts and everything. Yeah, like, yeah, they've been through a lot of shit, even though they were married and it was terrible. They understand why it happened, and they understand who they are because of that. So, I mean, that was already kind of set up. It just didn't go anywhere. I think, as far as the finale episode goes, I was really on board for the first half because I feel like they went back to those Thrones roots, where the first half of the episode was dialogue between characters, establishing things. And I was like, great, this is what we needed this whole season. And then... It just went to the dragon pits and we have all these lords and ladies. And then Sam is talking about democracy and <laughs> then Tyrion proposes Bran. And I was just like, yeah, you just lost it. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, the recap, like they, they were trying to send each character, especially the Starks on their own way away from everybody else. You know, uh, Sansa kind of became her mother. 
the hard-headed redhead that's like almost rules with an iron fist, like up in the north, but she's loved. Um, Arya became oh, the... she learned from the best. Well, yeah, and that's honestly, that's where I started looking at stuff. Like, even the wardrobes that they were using, which was awesome. Everything, uh, all the wardrobes and all the cl- uh, clothes that everybody was wearing was awesome. I think throughout the entire yep. se- or series. Um, and I was noticing what Jon Snow was wearing, looking like Eddard. Like yep. his, and then, yeah, I mean, everybody kind of went their own way, uh, except for Bran, where she's just a big, he's wearing a quilt, <laughs> sitting in a fucking wooden wheelchair. So it's like, ah, oh, yeah, I knew I'm going to be king. I'm quilt man. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? This is a fucking bathroom bitch ruling the kingdoms. <laughs> like, is, uh, is like King's Landing even handicap accessible? Like, uh, come on. Yeah. Did they build ramps? Where's the elevator? Where's the elevator? <laughs> Oh man! Uh, if if you notice, also Arya looks more and more like Ned after she leaves um, the Many Faced God. Yeah, like she true. looks like when you do that flashback in season six. Did I say flashback? Uh, flashback in season six when Ned is young, Arya starts to look just like him. Yeah, and she doesn't. I mean, she's like slicks back her hair. She doesn't wear it down ever. So it's just like oh. yeah, just how Eddard kind of had his hair slicked back, just like John. Yeah. They all look. They're all yeah brothers and sisters and cousins and shit but um, speaking of hair uh i saw an interesting article just pointing out that sansa's hair has changed and throughout this show her hairstyle has been emulating the hairstyle of somebody that she was like learning from or in cersei's case like the captive of but then by the time she gets crowned at the very end of season eight her hair is just down and plain and it's finally just sansa and she learned all her lessons and she's in control and she knows what she's doing you know, I'd like to think that was, uh, you know, thought out, and uh, but oh, I, I guarantee it was. You, <laughs> you think? No, I'm serious. If you go back, this season pony, you know that. <laughs> no, but if you go back, knowing that and watch, like when they're when King's Landing is being sieged in season two, and she's in the fucking what do you call it, the crypt or the, I don't know, whatever they're hiding. All the women are hiding. Her hair looks just like Cersei's. Like, while she's a captive of Joffrey and Cersei, her hair looks like Cersei the whole time. And then her hair looks like Danny in parts of season six and seven. And then in, at the very end of season eight, it's finally just straight and flat. All right, we'll go with that. I'm a makeup artist. What do you want? That's this. The whole show is about wardrobes. Oh, he's wearing artist. his dad's shit. He's going to be the good guy now. I mean, that's symbology, though. That's like some Star Wars level <laughs> symbology. Symbology. It's symbolism. Um, the hand you of the king. Haven't talked about Danny yet. Who? Well, you, you you said hand of the king. Yeah. I said we haven't talked about Danny yet. Where, where do you want to go? Uh, I feel like they ruined Danny. <laughs> well, I feel like they was rushed at least. Like I, I yeah. saw the path that she was kind of falling. All of her friends, all the, everything that she fought for, all the people around her, like they slowly died off, or you know she had to kill Varys, or they betrayed her in her eyes um, with uh, John and, and Tyrion. It's like everything that she fought for and built up was leaving or dying, or you know one way or another. And I so I could see the path. Like she finally got to where she wanted, and she had it right right in her hands. But the only way to do it was to fucking press the control delete 
you know, King's Landing button. So, I mean, I get it, but I don't know. I don't think she was ever that crazy of a person. I agree. Uh, That's my issue. A lot of people have been quoting her old lines in support of her going crazy. And I was looking up some things and like looking at some old episodes and I'm like, there's just as many lines that quote her not being in psychopath. Like there's 50, 50 her being obviously ruthless and savage because she has to take control, but also like compassionate to, you know, civilians and helping slavers and all that kind of, not slavers, (laughs) slaves, sorry. Uh, All that kind of stuff. Like her not being a psychopath, like her dad. Uh, And then all of a sudden she's like, Hey, we won. They rang the bells. Oh wait, Cersei's up there. Why don't I annihilate everything and not even try to hit Cersei? Yep, exactly. She should have flown the fucking dragon right up to the keep and just like sat right in front of Cersei. Yeah. Dracarys. Yeah, like if if that had happened, because in the in the after the show behind the scenes thing, they're like, they show that shot where the bells are ringing and she's sitting on Drogon and she's like thinking back of all the bad shit that's happened and Missandei is dead and everybody's dead. And I get that she's like, we won, but I'm also fucking pissed and she's tapping into the dark side but if because it's Danny and what they've built up I was like just fly to the red keep only and detonate that or just find Cersei and just light her on fire yeah yeah I mean uh, she was ruthless when she had to be but I don't feel like she ever killed innocents ever like they all never they all either you know were standing up against her whether they were good men or bad men or whatever you know you don't stand against the queen so, I mean, just like, uh, um, God, what's the, the maester fat kid? <laughs> I feel bad. Oh, uh, his dad. Yeah. With his dad and his brother where they, they, yeah. Randall, Tarly. Yeah. They stood against her and she had to kill him, but like, that's part of it. Like, uh, all, like I'm here to ruthless. save everybody. <laughs> yeah. I get that though. But then there's another scene like right after that, where Olena is in Dragonstone and trying to convince her to like light everything on fire because she's pissed at Cersei, obviously. And Daenerys is like, I will not be the queen of ashes. Oh, wait a second. Yes. Let me fuck everybody up. <laughs> oh, wait a second. Oh, man. This dragon has a down B attack. Let's fucking try that on King's <laughs> Landing. This, this is awesome. <laughs> also, can we talk about poor Drogon? Like, how long does it take to regenerate his fire belly? I know. Need extra fucking. He needs some more. He needs some more extra propane in that bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean, on mobile for a charge up. (laughs) How did you feel about uh, her death? I see. I thought that was perfect. I kind of assumed that that was going to happen by the time we got maybe halfway through season eight. I figured that was going to happen, so that made sense to me. Yeah, I mean, I was okay with it. If anyone who had to do it, it had to have been John. Uh, he was the only one that yeah. could get close to her like that. Um, yeah. And it's tragic, and it's supposed to be. I mean, I get that. The problem is, like, it's supposed to be even more tragic. It's supposed to be that Danny is, like, the character we were following all along, like John on the other continent, and we were rooting for her the whole time, and she descended into madness because of the Iron Throne. And John, her lover, had to kill her. But it just didn't feel earned and deserved. Again, I, I feel like I'm repeating myself, but that's the main complaint about season eight altogether. And seven and eight, I would say. 
Yeah, we needed it. We needed an Anakin thing. You were my lover, Danny. You were yeah. thought to destroy the Lannisters, not join them. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was cool though. At the end, she, like we we saw the. Uh, I almost said dementia, but that's not the right word. Like um, delusion. Like she was positive and happy after everything that happened at the Capitol. She was like, now we have a clean slate. We can start everything over. And she's like, Anakin talking to Padme. Make things the way we want them to be. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like it mirrored that scene so much. I was like, this is gold. This is what what I wanted. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so they do that. And then the dragon goes out of its way to burn down. I was like, all right, (laughs) You, you had it. You had it right there. Everything was good. And then the dragon decides to take out the Iron Throne by itself. See, I love that. I hated it. I love it. You don't I mean, have I, a dog. That's why. I, I, lo- I love how, what it means, but I felt like, what? Like, it would have been... I don't know. Like, let's put Cersei in the Iron Throne and Danny Cuff flies up and burns her in the Iron Throne and they both melt. Like, let's make it something reasonable not I know dragons are supposed to be smart and probably most likely more wiser than than humans but yeah like the decision by a dragon to burn an iron throne and let I mean did he understand that that's what needed to happen if it was then the fucking dragon should have killed Danny <laughs> well he couldn't have killed Danny because that's his mother but I think he intrinsically knew that that thing and the symbol and what it stood for is the cause of his mom turning crazy. I think like animals, like especially like pets, like dogs, know stuff like that inherently. So that's what it was. I, as a dog owner, I preferred that. <laughs> so if if she had dogs instead, they would just like been pissing on the Iron Throne or <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, if Mrs. Commander went crazy and then Jackson went up and just, like, raised his leg and pissed on the Iron Throne, I'd be like, all right, that makes sense. Yeah, that's, that's good. He knows. <laughs> he gets it. Here's a treat. He knows. Oh, it, was, it was sad. I mean, I feel like it was it was an epic way to end it. I mean, he's melting the Iron Throne with Dragonfire, and then he grabbed Danny and flew away. So she I could come back. The other, well... That or there's always speculation that the dragons are going to reproduce because I, I I don't know if it's scientifically based, but like some reptiles can change their gender or whatever. So it's yes, frogs. That, I don't know if that's true. Yes, it is. It's in Jurassic Park. That's why I mean, what I went wrong in Jurassic Park because they used uh, frog DNA and they they kept every every uh, species female. But because they put no DNA, because they put frog DNA in there, who can change sex? Some of the dinosaurs started changing sex, so they started reproducing. I never caught that. Yep, you're smarter than I give you credit for. Don't say that out loud. <clears throat> so the yeah, so I guess the the fan theory is that Drogon left, and it's possible that he slash she could reproduce, and there will be more dragons, and that's why he went all the way back to I think old Valyria. Is the question? Uh, somebody mentions it later in the episode. Like he was seen flying by X. I can't remember. I'm still just amazed at this uh, this map. Like some of these seas, the Jade mm-hmm. Sea all the way to the east. Man, that's crazy. I love how detailed it is, and I love how 
we see all of it in the show. Or excuse me, we, we see all of it in the book. Like a lot of fantasy things will have like this giant epic map, but like in Lord of the Rings, we go from the Shire to Rivendell to, you know, uh, Mortar. Mm-hmm. But in Game of Thrones or A Song of Ice and Fire, whatever you want to say, like everything's being used. We're, we're getting scenes in every province. We're seeing all these major cities. Uh, it's cool. I love it. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Uh, the Dothraki Sea, which is a big desert. <laughs> yeah. That's so cool. Ion Islands. Yeah. Um, I guess, was there any other major... Oh, Hand of the King. What did you think about uh, Theon, or uh, Jesus, Tyrion becoming the Hand of the King? <laughs> oh. Yeah, I, was, I guess I was iffy on that whole thing because Tyrion was in prison because of Grey Worm. Because they were loyal to Danny, even though she was dead. So I guess I was confused at the entire sequence of them being pissed and not letting John out of prison. But then as soon as they claim Bran is king, then they all peace out. So just make John king now. Right. Yeah. Like I thought that's what I, exactly like, was going to happen. Yeah. Like I thought he was playing them just to get them off of Westeros and then they would change their mind. Yep, especially because as that was happening, it was uh, the, all the Stark girls and him and Bran. Like it was yep. like a reunion. I'm like, oh my god, they're conspiring. They knew this all along, and Bran was is just gonna hand over the fucking thing. And yeah. no, they wheeled his ass all the way up to the keep. <laughs> they're like, here you go, buddy. Here you go. Um, as far as tearing his hand of the king, I think it makes sense. Yeah. I mean, and, that's kind of the role that he was destined for the whole time. So, wasn't he the hand under Joffrey? He was. Yep. And, and the queen. Yeah, I mean, but now I'm he's happy hand with for it, a but, not psychopath. You know what would have been kind of cool is if he would have adopted. Um, I guess maybe maybe went with Sansa up north, and like. Not not been her husband or anything, but maybe helped her out. I guess he he wouldn't have been listened to in the north. I don't know. I could have I could picture a lot of things. I I have a, a grievance about the very end where it's almost like the all stars of King's Landing. It's like of course Tyrion is the hand, and Sam is the maester, and Davos is there, and Bronn is the king of ships or master of ships or master of coin, whatever the fuck. It almost was like a little too much. A little too cliche. It's like the Avengers and coming Brienne in. is the Kingsguard, and then Pod is wheeling around Bran. Eh. Yeah. Again, what? it's like that cliche stuff can make sense. It just needs to be earned. Like what did John the... was earned, and then they were like, never mind. What did Brienne become? Uh, she was the leader of the Kingsguard. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, I like that because she was the one that was like Lord writing Commander, in that book. I would say. Yeah, Lord Commander. So it's their duty to write in that book of the previous Lord Commander and record all the rest of their. That's why it was noble of her to write down Jamie. Even Jamie like banged her and screwed her over and left. Like she wrote down all of his noble deeds and made him sound like a badass because she loved him. You know, even though Aww. he was an asshole, he can do special things with that hand. Oh, baby. I think that is was whole fist in my ass. <laughs> that that's the scene that we needed. 
That's what we were missing. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Jeez, HBO. Uh, I think that is probably my biggest disappointment of season eight. Wait. Is Jamie. Yeah, because it felt like you're, oh, he's come around. He's finally good Jamie. But, uh, I mean, I guess that is the Game of Thrones. Like, right when you thought someone was good or you, you were invested in them, they kill them off or they do something crazy. And, yeah, I thought he was joking when he said, you yeah. know, I'm cra- I'm still crazy about my sister or whatever, and I, I got to follow her. I'm like, dude, you've been def- defying her for, like, two straight seasons. Like, what are you talking about? Nina was, uh, Mrs. Commander, excuse me, was all pissed when that happened. And I was like... Don't worry. He's just saying that. He's going to go kill Cersei. And, like, what happened with John and Danny when they were mm-hmm. in the throne room and he was, like, hugging her and been like, everything's fine, and they kissed, and then he stabbed her? I thought Jamie was going to do that to Cersei. That would have been... out hope for so long. That would have been ep- epic if it happened at the same time and they were going back and forth. Ooh, that would be cool. We should make movies. Last <laughs> Unwatchable. Atrocious. No, I mean, I I feel like that was the big redemption arc of the whole show, and it just ended in nothing. The funny thing, if if that did happen, they were mirroring each other. I mean, they're both related, too, and lovers, and killing. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, like, imagery-wise, that would have been great. It's like poetry. It's like they rhyme. Not all poetry rhymes. But I think... Like Jamie was getting back towards being a good guy, and he he had some redemption possibilities. And then, like when he takes over River Run, that's a little slip back with him. Like, oh, maybe he still likes Cersei. There's like some diciness in the air. Like, where's his allegiance actually lie? But then, by the time we get to season eight, it should be finalized a hundred percent. Jamie knows who he is. He's a good guy now. He realizes that his sister is a crazy cunt, and he has to go figure shit out. Well, I'm I'm blaming Brienne. She just was that bad in the sack that he's like, fuck that. I'm going back and banging my sister. (laughs) She kept her armor on the whole time. I don't understand. (laughs) She had her shield out. What the hell? She had her shield out the whole time. (laughs) Jesus Christ. I don't get it. She asked me to wear the armor during the whole thing. I don't know. (laughs) Kingsguard never trained me for that. Protection. Um, all right. Uh, I mean, any other like non-season eight hype or letdowns or I mean, there was some crazy shit, especially like the the killing of the what was it the fry, Mister the uh, with uh, uh, Arya Fry, the Fry killing the the guy that ran the bridge. Oh, that was Frey and that Frey, was sorry. seven. That, happened that was the first scene seven? of season seven. Yeah. Oh my god, that was epic. Because she comes back in season six, and we see her kill Walder Frey, and then season seven opens. She has his face on, and then she poisons the entire house while they're in the hall for like a feast. Jesus, yeah, that's right. And then she doesn't know how to use faces anymore. So she's <laughs> just chilling. And she lost her faces. Like she could have killed Jamie, take his face. Go to King's Landing and then kill Cersei. I thought that's what happened because it looked like um, uh, the Iron Islands dude, the uncle, yeah, killed Jamie in that like cave by the sand. Almost because they cut they cut away from that scene 
and it looked like, yeah. well, he was stabbed twice. Yeah. But and I'm like, oh, he, he's going to die. And then when I saw him up and running around trying to bang his sister again, I was yeah. like, I know he had plot armor. He had plot armor. Exactly. I thought, oh, no, Valerian that's Arya. Forged plot armor. Like Arya must have stumbled across that the body nice. and taken him. That would have been nice. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it, may, may, that probably doesn't, I mean, it, it probably too obvious. Like she should just taken everybody's faces and become queen. Like take Danny's face. Well, you have to actually kill them to take their face, I think. But still, I just feel like she had this buildup of assassin training, and obviously she's still sneaky and good with the sword, but I just wish it would have played through. Like, there was lost opportunity there, but, yeah. All right. It's a small complaint compared to everything else. I think overall, I mean, like, I still love the universe. Like, Game of Thrones slash Westeros slash Song of Ice and Fire is... Still very high up on my list of universes. Oh yeah. So. Well, like one of the perfect things was Jorah's death, defending Danny. Yeah. Like that was that was perfectly yep. done. Peak Jorah. Peak Jorah. That's how he should have gone out. It meant so much to her, and that it was like a turning point for her. Um, which led it same way young Lady Mormont went out stabbing that giant. Mm -hmm. There was some there was, was some perfect. badass stuff. So I'm at. Sansa took over the north and seceded. That's perfect. Yep. John went back with the wildlings, and they're all in the above. He's the back wall, with north. the bastards and the wildlings. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it, see, I get that. I get that that happened. I get the Brant's king. It just they didn't make me feel like they earned it. Yeah, I felt even like the the whole fight against uh, the White Walkers, like. What I just, it? I was like, this is it? That was it? I disagree. That was a really fucking epic fight. The whole, the third episode, the long night? Uh, yeah. No, I, yeah. I didn't like it at all. I thought there was many cool aspects. The The fact that the red lady came back, lit their shit on fire, that, and the, the um, what would you want to call it? The cinematography of that, like showing their lights going into the darkness and then like slowly going out. They're like, holy shit. This is awesome. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it was, and I don't care about how dark yeah, it was. People that. were complaining how dark that that whole uh, battle scene was. I was like, it, they're fighting the night. Yeah, I I never. They're fighting darkness. They're fighting devils. Yeah, I never had an issue with that. Nope, me neither. Uh, Melisandra, how she took off her amulet after she lit the shits on fire, and well, she had that real quick conversation with Arya, and said, "You're gonna kill some uh, green eyes." Red eyes, blue eyes, and all their fish too. Um, and then yeah. she walked outside nice and took off her back. amulet and yeah, went. Yeah, no, I think that was great. Yeah, that was a good way to end. I was so confused about Melisandre the entire time, and I think you're supposed to be. But well, I think that's the like the what's the word I'm looking for? The fluidity of the Lord of Light and who she was following. It's like it wasn't never about just Stannis. It was about somebody that had a role to play, and it maybe changed over time, or maybe she interpreted it, misinterpreted it. Who? Yeah, I mean, there's so many aspects of Game of Thrones that I want to know more, and I'll never know more. Like the well, power of the Night King, or the power of the Three-Eyed Raven, yeah. or Melisandre. Well, if or, you read it... Like, 
and, and it's all like spelled out? I mean, nothing's truly spelled out when it comes to like the religious stuff and uh, the three-eyed raven and everything. But you know, to keep it vague for a reason, it's supposed to be a little mysterious. Are they? Uh, are are they dedicated uh, wow, wow. to democracy? Wow, wow, to the republic. Republic. Yeah. So I. <laughs> I don't know if we're close to capping things off here, but I would say my overall consensus of season seven and eight, not just eight, is that they rush things. I'm not mad with how they ended it. I'm not mad with how the characters ended. I just feel like they didn't earn getting there the way that they earned seasons one through six. That's my overall review. Yeah, I'm kind of going back through and look, taking a look. I'm on this webpage here, and I'm looking at Grey Worm's fate surprised everyone. I agree, because he just went fucking ballistic. Uh, kind of the same way as... I get his. I get Danny. I, I get it, too, but that's... I mean, he was the Anakin of, uh, of his uh, Unsullied. Like, he wasn't supposed to love, and then he did and fucked around, and he's murdering everybody. Um, well, uh, that's what I've been... I was talking about to our group of friends, like that's the saddest part of Thrones from what we've seen in this show is that like love fucks everything up. You fall in love, you're screwed. You better go be a farmer and just chill with your wife because you're going to ruin lives if you don't. Just stop banging cousins and you'd be okay. No, seriously. I mean, that is like the bad, I guess they do mention that in uh, Tyrion and John's conversation in the last episode that love is the death of duty. But yeah, I mean, yeah, really does fuck everything up. Mm-hmm. Jamie mm-hmm. would have been a great guy if it wasn't for Cersei. John would have done the right thing if it wasn't for Danny. John did do the right thing. Well, he did, but he took took him a fucking while. <laughs> <laughs> Greyman would have been a great general if it wasn't for uh, Missandei. But he saw her stripping down in that river. He couldn't help himself. So I almost gave gave couldn't up help life either. <laughs> I'll yeah, any uh, overall, want. I mean, I feel like there were several seasons that I would have seriously given a 10 out of 10 um, or a 3 out of 3, however you want to rate it. Uh, yeah, I would say yeah, like I, seasons 2, 3, and 6 were high the fuck up. Yeah, it's almost like bits and pieces. Like there was, n- now that you mentioned that Arya's killing uh the phrase was actually beginning as season seven. Yeah. yeah, it's just it's all blended together. I liked uh, I liked all the Lannisters against the wolf. What happened to the dire wolves? Uh, Ghost got reunited when they were back oh yeah, up. Well, yeah when John missing got an sent ear back to the wall. Um, Nymeria already ran into her season seven, and then realized that she was like too wild be domesticated and let her go and all the rest of them are dead fucking crazy shit so I, I'm Nymeria made sense the fact that Arya was like oh you're like me you're a crazy fucking person like you don't belong with a family go go be gone go attack you don't, believe- <laughs> don't belong with people uh, but then you know ghosts where, where John didn't say goodbye to Ghost before he went down to King's Landing. That was so sad. Yeah. Uh, but I'm glad they they rectified that when he came back up to the wall. So I do have a question. Why was John going north of the wall again? 
Uh, well, I guess because technically he was uh, a prisoner because he killed Danny. So they. But sent he him just north was the uh, sent to the wall. He didn't have to go north of the wall again, right? True. Oh, I guess that's uh, interesting. What's the reason? What's the point of a night's watch now? That is another thing that I brought up multiple times. Like, what are they watching the north for? All the wild things are friends. Now they're just a, a weather center. Yeah, it's getting cold today. You better it's watch fun. out. Yeah, it's the weather channel. <laughs> Once they develop <laughs> the weather Westeros app, Jon Snow's going to be in front of that green screen and like, oh, shit's <laughs> getting cold as fuck in the Iron Islands. <laughs> Jesus. Got John drafts of uh, 64 in the Winterfell territory. In the Winterfell. <laughs> Most of the fells. <laughs> all right. Um, all right, let's wrap this up. Yeah, uh, yeah season eight was a letdown. Um, I do think there was aspects of it that I absolutely loved. I f- feel like there was large aspects that was just a letdown that I felt like they could have done better. Yeah. Um, same, same with season factors. seven. Yeah. Well, well let's, let's also mention that I feel like it had the insane pressure of being the most successful vid- I almost said video game, most successful TV show of all time with a giant gap before the final season. So I feel like that was nearly impossible to live up to anyways. Um, I also feel like they could have done better. So I'm still a little bit disappointed. I don't absolutely hate, you know, Benny Off and Weiss. I still enjoy the series and the universe. Um, it's just, I don't know. It's telling as, as shows like this and movies series get so successful. Uh, you kind of got to get all that shit out, planned out upfront so that you don't let, you know, popular opinion and things affect how you finalize stuff. Yeah. I hope they didn't take, uh, the criticism. I'm sure they closely didn't. and, but, uh, I'm sure they didn't. Yeah. I'm going to, I mean, the next thing I got to do is just rewatch the whole fucking thing. Yep. <laughs> I'm seriously there. I mean, I, like I said, I still love the universe that game of Thrones card game is so fun. And now that you're back in town, we actually need to play that more often, but no, the, the world building and everything is, is fucking awesome. So I still love, you know, Westeros, whatever the, you want to call the universe. So I'm excited for the books. Um, I don't hate the series. I'm just, you know, reprehensive about how it ended. My Game of Thrones ends with season six. True. I'm going to rewrite seasons six through eight, make it worse. I'm doing nine seasons. Fuck it. <laughs> All right, guys. <laughs> Rogue Squadron Podcast. Big recap on uh, Game of Thrones. Ooh. I wanted to do this separately uh, away from the normal episodes because of how big it was and not everybody's caught up. Yeah. Uh, so wanted to do it separate. If you are, for whatever reason, finding this episode uh, separate from our normal show, we uh, do beard, Star Wars, nerd shit, uh, including Game of Thrones, obviously. Uh, you can catch a Rogue Watching podcast on any app or YouTube or whatever the fuck. Yes. So that's all we had today. Appreciate everybody. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to us rant. Uh, rant without beers. Us. Jesus. I haven't done beer. beer in front of me. I had a beer. Well, now I'm pissed about it. Well, why season you, seven why sucks you, too. <laughs> why don't you go get a beer and we'll do another episode? Sounds great. We'll oh. be back in a Yeah, record and uh, <laughs> 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 <laughs>
<laughs> and uh, no intro music, so whenever you're ready to <laughs> kick things off. Wop, wop, penis face. Hands in my butt. <laughs>